0: hello pedro it's well, i don't think it started yet uh
1: okay yeah. st- started i don't see you but it started
0: okay i'll turn the camera back on it happens sometimes okay we'll all need right. it so the camera is good all right so um what There's several things to mention um, actually, can you turn your uh, uh, mic off? It's kind of noisy. Yes. All right. So, um, the the first thing let's talk about was what you were you wrote down about satisfaction and wanting more of it. Okay. Uh, this is absolutely quite typical. Everybody goes through this um uh there is actually a frame of reference for it that has a a particular um uh, verbiage to it it's called spiritual materialism for one thing and another one is desiring desirelessness or um wanting more satisfaction it all comes in the same ground is is that now that you're practicing satisfaction the hindrances will keep coming back up saying more what's next what's what happens now etc like that and that we have to keep bringing it back to right now is good enough this is satisfying then the mind will want well what's next the mind will want well um i'm satisfied But I bet I can have more satisfaction, okay, that, in fact, it's uh, it's a kind of a material or spiritual greed. Spiritual materialism, wanting more and wanting more to where, in fact, what you see is what you get. What there is is what we have. Um, And that we have to practice this. Because we have been practicing wanting more and more and more our whole lives. We were taught to want more. We were taught to get to get to first base and then work hard to get to second base. And when you're thinking about second base, you're actually thinking about third base and the home run. You got to go all around. You can't get a point until you finish. Right? This is the whole mentality that we're built with. And so... um, practicing, catching that mentality is a lot of fun. <coughs> start to look, start to, uh, to figure out when that kind of thing is, is happening. When the mind is practicing satisfaction and wanting more satisfaction, aha, I caught you. This is actually good enough. We don't have to get something next. There is no next, this is it. Let's stay and enjoy it. This is, um, uh, uh, it it, it takes practice to do this over and over and over again, because the mind isn't normally wanting more and more. Now, the next point that uh, I would like to to mention to you, which is actually directly related to this in a strange way, and that is is that um, when we get practiced, When we get success, we can recognize that success as success. But in our culture, especially with Christianity, we're taught not. We're taught instead to be humble. Right? You use that word, in fact. And the humility is actually coming from That uh, you should not be prideful, you should be humble, because you don't deserve to be prideful, you deserve to be humble, you're not good enough. And so that thinking then that uh, you're not good enough, and so therefore you should hide what you do have, um, that we cannot, um, let us say, be prideful. That in fact, in our society, prideful and humility are opposites. Within the context of the Buddha, they're very, very similar. They're the outcome of of, of competition. And what we're uh, planning on, and what we're practicing, and what we're doing is is coming out of the comparisons, coming out of the competition. That if we compare ourselves to someone, then we'll either come up short or long. We'll either come up uh, prideful or uh, the loser. And so uh, in our society, we actually congratulate the loser. We congratulate the humility. We don't like someone to go around acting prideful because it hurts our feelings. They're supposed to be humble like me right and so we go with that that mentality and that the teaching of the buddha is actually quite opposite of that in the sense that um we we go for gaining um that satisfaction we gain the success we put the work into it we continue to put the work into it and we get the results We get the value out of it. Michael is calling. Is it okay that I add him to the call? Oh
1: yeah. Oh yeah, sure.
0: (laughs) Okay, Um, I'll go ahead and add.
1: Hmm, you should be answering.
0: The ringing in my ear is very noisy. (laughs) Okay, so that didn't work. I thought that I would add him to the call, but it didn't work. So um, we'll continue on with what we're, what we're talking about. And that is um, when we compete with, with each other, we see each other as kind of an adversary or an enemy. We don't see each other as friends. And when we see each other as adversaries or enemies, then we want to compete. We want to show dominance. We want to find out who's in charge here. We want to find out you know, who's the alpha male in the crowd, et cetera, like that. This is quite normal human behavior. And so we compete with each other to find out who's one up and who's one down. And in any particular group, there's only supposed to be one guy that's up and everybody else has got to be humble. They've got to be one down. Otherwise, we're going to have a fight right to determine which one is on top so in the context of the buddha since we are all friends anyway that we can all also be winners we can all be champions together without having to compete with one another so we give each other credit for uh uh, being on top of the world—that it's okay to be on top of the world—that you don't have to be humble about it. The um, uh, the sutras are full of this kind of stuff. In this, in the way of that, uh, whatever assembly the Buddha goes to, he's basically the center of attention. He can walk into any assembly and um, uh, meet with the people converse with them on whatever topics that they want to converse and not feel afraid, not feel dejected, not feel uh, like an outsider. You feel like you own the place. Now, that feeling is part of the development, you see, that um, when you have satisfaction, but a, a little satisfaction and not enough satisfaction, That's back into that humble pride, competition, comparing ourselves, etc. And so we can, in fact, come out of that by congratulating ourselves for doing what we can do. Become successful. This, This satisfaction is satisfactory. It's good enough. I can handle it. So we begin to catch that, I want more, I'm, I'm humble. I don't have enough, I'm not good enough. I want more, I want more satisfaction. I've got satisfaction, but I want more of it. Now we're going to change that by saying, aha, I can see that wanting, I can see that desire. I can see that um, desiring desirelessness, quality to it, that I, that I want more. And so we can then just say, aha, I caught you, and let it go, and come back to, this is good enough, this is fine, I got what I need, this is enough. So we go for that quality of, this is enough, and when we have that quality, we take on that winner's attitude, we've got the win, we've got it, and so there's no reason now to be humble take your prize if you've won the olympics go get your gold medal stand on that stage be one of the lions this is the way that we practice is to take on that lion's roar to take that on to take that uh, uh, satisfaction and success And we practice that every moment. This is it. In this present moment, we're good enough. And so this is a new change of attitude. What do you think, Pedro? Yeah,
1: just uh, really, I'm... uh... It's just yesterday that I'm wondering if uh, my some of the tendencies that I have uh, also for the like the fact that uh, I say often like uh, okay no well I will uh, uh, I will uh, stop using the mind uh, I will also go with feelings uh, uh, I will not make uh, thoughts you know just stay without thoughts without thinking. Uh, you know, some tendency that I believe I'm good, but I'm really also uh, looking into the Dharma if these things is recognized or, or it's wrong or something, you know. Uh, it never arises the, the doubt in me before. Like I was thinking, okay, just, uh, yeah, I was uh, like, uh, already thinking about this thing and, you know, I'm, I'm happy. But sometimes I think maybe, you know, not everything is like uh, already like uh, should be in the, in the dharma path. Like also this thing to, I, I don't really, I prefer not to use the mind. Like uh, uh, I let uh, the things that uh, are, uh, are going on go on, but I don't feed uh, any thought. I don't feed any, uh, any plan, any thought. Uh, just uh, because wh- when I don't use thought, you know, I'm kind of naturally, naturally satisfied. But I see that uh, also it's uh, like uh, it's natural satisfaction, and uh, it's also like uh, uh, I see like kind of uh, dropping away of things. And so sometimes identify with this process, you know, identify with the process of uh, okay, like habits are falling away and uh, and. Uh, yeah, like uh, vibration is higher, habits are fighting away, stuff like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, knowing that we have, uh, when we take identification with something, we identify with it, we become that. And in that regard, what that means is, is that we're not fixed. We can change. We can change our ID. And by identifying with the Buddha, by identifying with the Dhamma, by identifying with the Sangha, that's what we become. And so taking that identity, take, putting our attention on it, that's what we're going to be spending our mental moments thinking about. That we become yeah, I'm I, I really,
1: yeah, really realizing also will in fact... Uh, yeah, I was on a sort of uh, yeah on sort of my stream uh, in some way, but really now I'm really preferring actually the the sangha to my personal stream of uh, of thinking and my personal stream of uh, tendency. Also, if we, I believe it's completely spiritual, but uh, I really find it more pure, the stream of the dharma, more inter- interesting, and for this reason also. At first, it was like, okay, I want to hang out because I find myself uh, really, uh, really good uh, in the company of the Sangha people. But now it's like, uh, no, it's really more also a, a, a more need because uh, uh, I realize that uh, if I'm too much away, then I go back into my my own stream of uh, spirituality or something. That I realize it's not really. Not really what I want, so I find myself coming back, but uh, also with more consciousness, knowing that uh, it's not only because uh, I I enjoy, but also because uh, it's it's good, because uh, it's like uh, I I learn to uh, disidentify from my o- own patterns and uh, and uh, find new pathways, because otherwise, uh, when i left alone. I suddenly go in the certainties that I have, but I find that they don't really come from a true place.
0: Mm -hmm. So all you have to do now is develop the sati to remember, to wake up to that, to wake up to the old and say, hey, I've got better things to do with this moment than remembering who I used to be. To do it the old way. So that's, that's the whole process, is beginning to wake up, to re- recognize, to remember that we've got a choice. Every minute we've got a choice. If we can, if we can wake up, we've got a choice. If we, if we don't wake up, we don't have a choice. We just go with the way that we've uh, been doing it in the past. But every time that we wake up, We've got a choice that gives you power, the power of choice, the power to be the king of your own hill, to be the emperor of your own pile of dirt, to be the master of your own life, one choice at a time.
1: And it's yeah, easy like, to do. Uh, it's wonderful. To Go ahead. Oh, it's wonderful because, yeah, one thing that, uh, okay, no, because, uh, yeah, I, I changed again attitude for uh, another time again, really, because, uh, in fact, uh, the the first thing that I thought was, okay, I, I will. Uh, uh, I will stay in the, in the dharma, and the sangha, until it reflects me. But then I realized that uh, it was not uh, coming from a true place. Right? I just wanted to go on doing things. But then uh, staying in the sangha, I realized that actually the direction that uh, the sangha could take me is a uh, way better more than the direction I was going alone. Uh, well...
0: When we deal with ordinary people and we have our dukkha, they will help us stay in the dukkha. When we're in a noble Sangha, when we're around others, we will find someone there that'll help us to come out of our dukkha, not stay in it. The example would be an argument. When one guy is arguing, he actually needs a partner to argue with him, and then both of them feel bad. But when they can be friends instead of argument partners, then they can feel good. But it takes one of them to remember to do that, to make a change. And so that's up, to, actually, it's up to you. Can you remember to make a change?
1: Yes, because I have, like, this preconcept in my mind that uh, I go to a place only if that helps me standing better on my feet alone. And so, like, I take suggestion for the things and then I, 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 I go away and I, I say, okay, no more useful. I I got what I need to get and, and so on. But, uh, yeah... Uh, Really, uh, I don't know, because uh, it's true also, but uh, it's also true that uh, uh, I realized that I, I would like to stay or so.
0: <laughs> well, whenever we fall out, never mind, start again and come back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're not ever going to get what we want, but we can be satisfied when we don't get what we want. Yeah. In, in fact, the only time that we'll ever get what we want is when we're really, really wise about what we want. So that we only want the things that are really easy to get. Mm. <laughs> Okay. That's the only way to get what we want is by being very, very wise about what we want, so that what we want we can easily get.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, was today what we said was that good for you? Was that this helpful?
1: Yeah, no, totally, and, uh, yeah, totally, because, uh, yeah, it's like a new change of attitude. Like, I recognize that, uh, I, I don't know how to say, but it's like, uh, uh, I prefer to stay in the sangha, that stay out in the sangha, but uh, on my two legs, like, uh, <laughs> I don't know how to say it, if it's, if it's uh, wrong, tell me, but, uh uh, I think I'm starting to realize that that uh, it, it's better for me to work in the Sangha, that uh, and maybe uh, find other people and support each other. That like say, okay, I don't need support at all because it, for the support's sake, like I don't need the support at all. And then finding myself away in my old patterns and uh, building pile of uh, shit every time, <laughs> even if I'm alone. <laughs>
0: Yes, in fact, uh, uh, having friends in the sangha is extremely helpful. Being on our own uh, uh, sometimes is quite slow. Um, An example of that would be that you've got to move from one apartment to the other. If you move everything on your own, it's really, really tough work. But if you've got some friends, then you can make easy work of it. Especially like moving furniture that's too big for one person to handle. It takes two people. It's too big for one. Yeah. Okay. Some of the some of the mental crap takes two people. It's too big for one person to do it. But he's going to have to be the one who does to take the charge of it. But we can get some help from our friends.
1: Okay. Yeah. Thank you for this perspective, uh, Damarato. I found it re- really useful. I appreciate it very much, your teachings.
0: Excellent. Okay. All right, Pedro. We'll, we'll talk to you later. Keep going, man. Okay. You're, you're getting it.
1: You're on your way. <laughs> See you, Damarato. Thank you so much.
0: Okay. Bye-bye.
1: Bye.